Well, a month ago, I anticipated talking to you guys here about the World Cup final. That's tonight. And, of course, we've all shared this incredible journey and the emotion of the last month. But the emotions of last night when I woke up uh, before the third and, and fourth place playoff uh, and saw literally 100 texts were just disbelief uh, to being disheartened, uh, to disgust. And I think later, almost 24 hours, it's really turned to anger, Hamish, because, you know, I really resent the fact that this small group of idiots have been able to bring the game into such disrepute today uh, and in any way damage, you know, all of that wonderful journey that we've had and so many tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of Australians who got on board with the game in the last month. They don't have the right to do that. Sadly, they have done. Uh, and the game today and in coming days uh, has to be strong in their condemnation uh, and in the response. Artichoke. Here we go with another episode of the Four Man Wall, a podcast on Australian football slash soccer at its finest, although the scenes we got last week were anything but fine. I'm your host, Jashan, coming at you live from Melbourne's inner southeast. Joining me from the always sunny eastern suburbs, he ghosted our mate's house warmest on Saturday. It's Melbourne City mega fan Andy Gibson. Uh, thanks, Jashan. Great to be here as always. Th- thanks for the cold introduction there, but... Uh... Yes, great, great to be here nonetheless, even though it uh, might be a bit of a sombre episode, but um, we'll see how we go. Indeed, it's great It's great to have you, Andy. It's, it would have been Thanks, nice man. to have you on the weekend as well, but um, that's all right. <laughs> Apologies, would have been nice to be You made it to half of the events. <laughs> that's right, I did. <laughs> <laughs> the third voice you're going to hear is that of a man who definitely has room for Christmas pud to go with the jar of pickled artichokes he has in his fridge currently on Twitter. He's NPL player or scopes. Here, here's Damon Serra. Hey, everyone. Uh, yes, it's uh, good to be back. Although the circumstances, as Andy has alluded to, probably not the uh, most joyful, I suppose you could say, even though it is that time of year when the uh, joy is meant to be quite high. Uh, Yes, Mm. the the joy is quite low at the moment in terms of the feeling around Australian football, even though the Socceroos had their best ever performance at a World Cup. Mm, Officially 11th, it's spectacular. Uh, last but not least, he's got a bit of a tummy ache. It's Nicholas. Oh, thanks, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, look, um, should be fine. Uh, you know, a bit too much fried rice, a bit too much of, you know, the Korean fried chicken balls. Um, mm. Yeah, but always would be good in my stomach. And, in, yeah. You know what's good to solve a tummy ache, mate? It's pickled artichokes. Interesting. That's, that's what gets the job done. Yeah, yeah. Pop down over to Shepparton, to Tatura. Pop into Damo's place and get amongst that antipasto he's cooking up, I reckon. That's the way to do it. Now, uh, typically on this show, we start with the biggest game and thus the biggest story to kick things off. Uh, Unfortunately, the biggest story coming out of last weekend's games was not a game. It was something that happened at a game, the Melbourne Derby to be exact, but not the game itself. I'm, of course, referring to the pitch invasion that happened at the 20-minute mark. At the Sydney versus Victory game, Andy, you were there with a few of the squad mates. Sorry, sorry, the Melbourne City versus Melbourne Victory game. I apologise. Andy, you were there with a few of the uh, the homies. Run us through how it all went down. I guess just um, a live reaction, I suppose. Yeah, look, it was very very surreal being there. Um, you know, the game started off great. Like the atmosphere was. You know, um, as good as any derby, if not better. Both ends were, were very loud, so it was, um, you know, shaping up to be a good occasion. You know, we, everyone had the um, the peaceful protests planned. You know, the walkout after 20 minutes, which um, which would have been fine, but obviously things uh, unfortunately got out of hand very quickly. It turned from peaceful protest to violent protest down one end of the pitch. So, yeah, once that started happening down the other end where I was sitting, it was just. Um, a lot of shock, like it was it was actually silent, I would have said. Um, I think everyone was just in shock at how, what they were witnessing and um, a lot of people were scared. So it was, uh, yeah, it was horrible to witness. But yeah, it was, it was such a shame because, yeah, as I said, those first 20 minutes was just, it was a great game, great atmosphere. Um, and it just all turned to shit very quickly. So, yeah. Had you planned uh, to walk out yourself? 
Um, I was thinking about it, but um, ended up deciding like I would um, just move to, you know, like a corner of the stadium or something, just sort of out of camera views, you know, with a couple mm -hmm. of friends that we were watching with to watch the rest of the game, but didn't end up getting to that, uh, that point, unfortunately. Yeah, fair shout. I guess it's worth us delving into the context of why these protests had been planned and and, and build up to what eventually became the climax of the weekend. So uh, about a week ago, I think. No, a demo was it a week ago we decided when it, when it yeah. happened, the APL's decision? A week ago, yep. Yeah, so the, the APL, the Australian... I actually don't want to Professional, Australian Professional, Professional Leagues. Leagues. Mm. Made the decision to move the next three uh, ALM, ALW, and E League Grand Finals to Sydney, having sold the rights to Destination New South Wales in a deal worth more than ten million. Some people are saying it's up to twenty million. million. We're not really sure what the twelve million is. That the million. confirmed yep. amount? Oh, which equates to about four hundred thousand dollars per club per year. It's a big number. It's a big number. But just um, before we get into the decision and whether or not it was the right one, Damo, just give us some context on what the APL actually is because most people would probably get them confused with FA, for well, example. Well, the APL pretty much oversees the league itself. So the A-League men's and the A-League women's, and I think, obviously, uh, is it the E-League as well? Do they oversee that? Yeah. They pretty much take control of any decisions that happen to the league itself since the unbinding of the uh, A-League clubs from what was the FFA uh, back in the day, which is now the FA. Uh, so, essentially, in order to secure some extra funds and to apparently make the A-League Grand Finals a bit of a traditional... Uh, thing for Sydney as the AFL Grand Final is to Melbourne and the NRL Grand Final is to Sydney that yeah they would decide that this would be a good start to make that tradition a an ongoing mm -hmm. thing a, a tradition and what is the APL actually made up of because obviously like you said it's, they're independent to the FA uh, I am not too sure of that, but I think it's made up of like the chairman, the chairman, of every yeah, club. the individual chairman of each club. But it's not every single club because it's, what I found really yes, interesting exactly. with this is since the decision was made, like you've got a lot of clubs. I think it's five to be exact, like Western United, Wellington Phoenix, for well, example, coming out and saying yeah, that we there was a leak. Actually, consulted. there was a, a leak or a there was yeah. two different uh statements that they posted on Instagram and Facebook and one of them actually showed who voted for okay. the uh, the decision and I can't remember which platform it was on but it actually had yeah I think it was like eight names of the people who voted right yeah and then on another one it just had the APL board written on it so they've either stuffed up or they intentionally did it but yeah, it's, it's obviously very confusing if there's 12 clubs and there's only 8 or so people voting for a dis, uh, a wide uh, an A-League-wide decision. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's odd, isn't it? Oh, this is the quote from Western United. They um, It's a fair bit, but they said, We do not support the A-League men's, A-League women's or the E-League grand finals being played in Sydney for the next three seasons. Our club is not represented on the APL board and we were not consulted on the decision announced yesterday. Yep. While we are grateful for Destination New South Wales for wanting to support football financially... The reaction of our fans over the last 24 hours speaks volumes. I actually met a Western United fan recently. I was very shocked that they wow. exist. It was, There's two at my workplace. There's two Jeez. at your workplace. They're growing. They outnumber me. Two to one. Oh, no. That's, That's madness. And, um, and they've finished off by saying, look, Western United is a young club that is being built for the football fans in the west of Melbourne and Victoria. We strongly believe that they are entitled to attend a grand yeah. final in their home state should we be successful in earning the right to do yeah. so. My respect for Western yeah. United has uh, grown significantly over the last week, I think. Mm. Just purely because of yeah what they've said, what John Aloisi has said, and among others. So yeah. Are you are you gonna praise John Aloisi oh, on this I, podcast? I am gonna praise John Aloisi for the first time. <laughs> on that's that's a, yeah, that's the first. 
So, well done, John, John. If you're listening, uh, I apologise for everything I've said in the past, and uh, without you, uh, obviously, Socceroos history could be quite different. But uh, I love you. Big love, big love to John Luisi. There was a lot of backlash surrounding surrounding the decision. Uh, I think it's fair to say the vast majority of fans, pundits, and players around the league have been angered by this. Nick, like. From your perspective, why... And this will, this will be my first burning question of the night. Three burning questions! Why was the APL's decision such a bad one? Or at least taken to be such a bad one? Put it simply, they just don't have enough um, supporter capital to pull a move off like this, you know? Mm. Put it simply, like... You know, you can you had a whole empty stand between two Melbourne clubs. So what's going to change if, you know, it's moved to Sydney? Um, you know, it's just it's just not an affordable decision. You're a lot of things working against football in this country, and you you know you've isolated your only true ally to people that have gone through thick and thin. You know, yep. it's not very not very wise. I think it was a poor decision. It's very tough um, discussing decision now due to recent events, uh, mainly because you know um, if they pulled out the decision now, I think they're rewarding bad behaviour. Uh, yeah, this but is true. I think the party most likely to pull out the decision now won't be the APL, if there's ever any possibility, um, would be New South Wales government and subsequent 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 sponsors of the league. Yeah. Who will not see the A League as a product? Something they don't want to, uh, yeah, be recognised with. Or financial contribution, and the it's possible, and this is all my speculation. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is uh, it's, there's a, this is there's a yeah. bad decision. It's sandpaper gate territory. They doubled down on it, and there was one opportunity on Saturday night to have a completely empty stand for seventy minutes of game time on both ends, and uh, it's not to be. So mm, they threw it threw away the one chance. Yeah, I thought um, it's a crushing week. I, I thought when the victory president announced that he would be stepping down from the APL, that that would be kind of enough of an impetus for them to to go back on their decision because obviously Anthony DiPietro and, and the club he represents is so gigantic. Like, the victory of the biggest club in, in the league. Without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, that's a fact. So for the leader of that club to, to publicly say, like, look, because of the fans and the way they've responded, I will openly and happily step back. From this decision, well, he, did vote for it, he right? voted for it. Yeah, but he he rescinded. Mm. Oh, he, so he's only he's covering his ass by stepping down. Yeah. He is, but yeah. he's seen the reaction of his fans, and he's thought to himself, "All right, well, obviously this is unacceptable. Um, can't have that." And he he literally stepped down from the board itself. And then Danny Townsend, the CEO, is it the CEO yeah. or, or the, the president? I shall we say of the APL board, came out and said, "Like, eh, doesn't matter. We're doubling down anyway." I just it just feels like no one's really handled this situation very professionally. No. no. It it all felt so sudden, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was just out of the blue. It was like the what was it, a, a Monday or Tuesday straight after the A League? I think I think it was round. the Monday. In the morning yeah. too. I think it was in the morning too. Like I saw it first thing in the morning and before there was even a response, so I'm like it's not gonna go this is not gonna go down well. Didn't take yeah. long for people. For it to blow up. Like, it's one of those things I Sometimes you see a headline and you need to wait for the outrage to understand what it means. Mm-hmm. But this was one yeah, where you're instantly. like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is not going to go down. Mm. Oh, yeah. You boys got in the chat instantly yeah. and you were talking about it yourselves. Like, well, this is just not going to work. I think, Nick, you were talking about, you know, if you were to go to the game, you would have walked out as well. Yeah. Luckily, you're a lightweight. I even uh, said my respects to the uh, and condolences to the A-Leagues. <laughs> I think I did. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, do, we, do, we, do. we may just... still be right. Like, we when we don't know what the repercussions of this weekend's events and mm-hmm. this whole decision will be. So, there's still a lot, a lot of water to go under the bridge. So, this is very true. This is very, very true indeed. And it all does centre around Melbourne victory, unfortunately, due to what happened. I mean, like. We saw the walkouts begin with the Newcastle Brisbane game, and it went out. You know, it went down pretty smoothly. Hmm. Uh, were the walkouts at every single game? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
I think so. I'm not sure. We c- could not tell at the McCarthy game. Wasn't too sure. <laughs> it's a fair point. <laughs> Two people. Wasn't walked sure. <laughs> we'll have to confirm. Uh, the the McCarthy fans decided to walk out before the game had started. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> uh, Respectful. Christ, but yeah, it's. <laughs> it, had, it had gone. It, it had gone down very smoothly, and then yeah, coming up to the Melbourne Derby, which was obviously going to be the marquee. I guess fixture of the weekend, obviously a huge game with huge repercussions for the um the season moving forward. Uh, you had Tony Popovich come out and say that he supported fans walking out, um, and I thought his his words were quite reasonable. He said it was disappointing that the grand final drama had led to negative talk about Australian football yeah. after the Socceroos' memorable yeah. run to the World Cup. Um, mm. he pointed out that like. He's he's been he's been to four grand finals himself, home and away, and you know the, what the code brings here is unique to other sport in Australia. That the team earns a right to play at home for their grand final and create that amazing atmosphere, which I think is pretty special. Yeah, that is a tradition. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. exactly. That's the tradition. You don't need to make a new tradition. Make that tradition. No, I, I've been to a couple of grand finals myself, and it's fucking awesome. I, mm. Andy, did you go to the grand final last year? I did, year? yes. It was uh, one of my favourite A-League memories ever. It was amazing. That's why I've taken the L. I, I, yeah, I'm still yet to... Ah, no, we, we won. Oh, wait, are you talking about the most recent one? The most recent one, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was there too. Yeah, that that was definitely not one of my favourite moments. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot about that one. I almost wiped it from my memory. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for bringing it back up. <laughs> Oh, John Aloisi. Yeah, he, he's a gun, mate. He's oh, an absolute God. legend. But, um, yeah, it, it all came to a head in the 20, 20th minute uh, of the Melbourne Derby where, yeah, fans are starting to walk out. The commentators are talking about it like, oh, yeah, it's going to happen. And then some flares get lit up um, and a couple of them right. get thrown out onto the pitch. Andy, did, did Tommy Glover actually throw a flare back? To the fans, because I've seen some uh, Yeah, he did, reports. he did. Um, I, that was the opposite where I was sitting, so I didn't yeah, see it in yes. person, but I've seen footage of it since, and um, yeah, he did. I think he came out and said later on that he didn't mean for it to go into the crowd. Like, mm. I mean, he was just getting it out of the way, but who knows? He probably shouldn't have picked it up at all, or at least no. thrown it to the side, you know? Yeah. But still, obviously, he doesn't uh, excuse what happened afterwards. It shouldn't be no. on the field. In the first no. place. Yeah, exactly. They shouldn't that's be allowed right. in the stadium yeah, in yeah. the first place. Too. Well, that's right. Then well, they are they're banned. banned yeah, they're, they're meant to be banned, but yeah, no one. They just don't search well enough. You get more in trouble for bringing in a can of coke than a flare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, can of coke will still hurt if, you, like, if you use it maliciously, but you're not going to use a flare in good spirits, are you? Like, if you know you're just yeah. a casual, casual folk, bring a can of coke. <laughs> to drink it but you know you're not bringing a flare you know just to read its packet instructions are you yeah. <laughs> or, or go voting later in the day so. <laughs> like the people who that's are bringing right. in their buckets of sand to put out the fucking flares that's like what? That, that's, yeah. on, that's, that's security side that's on security side yeah. um, to put out flares yeah right okay yep. So, so they picked up what they found. That's like yes. would have been next to a security stage. Yeah. So mm. to, to be clear, a, a group of um, a fan, the victory fans, stormed the stormed the pitch, and they have thrown a bucket of sand at Tommy Glover. They've uh, a cameraman got injured as well due to a flare hitting him, and the referee straight, straight yeah, straight on to him yep. too. That was before the pitch invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right and, in the back. Uh, the referee uh, Alex as Alex King. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got hurt as well. Tommy Glover got concussed. Uh, he's okay, but yeah, he got stitches as well. Facial laceration. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, yeah, that iconic photo with him being let off the field with blood dripping down his cheek. Yeah, yeah, it's it's making the rounds, and it's it, just it could be a very damning photo in the near future if um yeah if things go the way they do. Well, what what direction will they go? Do you think from here? Like, what's what's the path moving forward for Australian yeah, it, football? It's, it's really hard to see where where it goes. Uh, mm. I want to say that everything ends up being rosy and nothing changes, and the APL reverse their decision. But the realist in me tells me that the grand finals in Sydney will go ahead. Melbourne victory will get fined, points reduction. Uh, they're talking about having them play the rest of the season without fans. Yeah, playing behind closed Jeez. doors. Mm. Uh, these kinds of uh, punishments. But 
in terms of the league possibly being cancelled, disbanding, then that's going, yeah, that might be a bit too far-fetched. But it's honestly, like, something that could happen. This is honestly, like... Well, well, Nick bad. mentioned earlier that if if you if you if you kind of reverse the decision now, you are rewarding bad behaviour, which is that's it. the yeah, crux that's, of the matter. That, that, yep. They lost, uh, you know, the one leg we had to stand on, basically. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and it's a shame. And I think a lot of people have decried. You guys included, Andy, Nick have decried just victory in general. But to be very clear, this isn't a Melbourne victory thing. Like the club have apologised, the OSM yeah. have apologised. Oh no. It was a pretty weak apology, that OSM one. Nah. They didn't well, apologise to Glover either. They did apologise to Glover. They ended up, um, yeah, saying... Oh, uh, did they later apologizing on? apologising to oh, okay. Tom Glover and Alex King and the cameraman. They did. Yeah, but the OSM are never coming back. Nah. Active support in victory may never come back, yeah. at least for like five to ten years. Nah. Well, you know, I Sam, like you see that you see the videos of them like continuing to chant, like chanting at the guys. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Page, yeah, that was awful. But in support as they were returning back to the stand, you know. And why we're uh, this is the this is this is something that you know you pick up on the Melbourne City fan pages. So it's stand conspiracy alley rather than actual fact. Why were they still in the stands in the twenty first minute, like before the pitch invasion? That's right. Uh, and and I'd also like to make a statement that I think Melbourne City fans acted pretty poorly, um, independent of the um, pitch invasion. They were also putting flares onto the pitch. They acted quite quite childish, childishly. They they will get they'll get off without notice because what victory fans have done are so abhorrent. But yeah, I mean they could have ran ran onto the ground when the victory fans did, but they they chose not to. Yeah, and there's also some rumours coming out that, like, there's uh, a few screenshots. I can't remember where I saw them or can provide a source uh, from, like, Melbourne Victory fan page saying, oh, here's a better idea. How about we run onto the pitch? And obviously that it was just free individuals. Oh, yes, I saw that as well. Any individual can run onto the pitch, I suppose, with enough idiot bravado. Uh, so I won't pay too much credit to that. But, yeah, you know, I think OSM, oh, they've held themselves responsible, but I think... They can say they hold themselves responsible all they like in that statement, but it feels deep down that they're only holding themselves like responsible for the fact they got caught. Well, I mean, yeah. there's no, if this was in theory the plan, then they were always going to get caught. I don't think. Yeah. Well, well, I don't think it was the plan, but it's it it, it it reads like a bit of a sorry that you got hurt rather than sorry that it happened. Yeah. Um, was, our protest yesterday whereas, was intended to unite all fans. A vital element of the campaign against the APL decision was that the walkout and protest remained peaceful so as not to take away and distract from our argument. OSM leadership fully understand the genuine sadness, anger and frustration at what happened last night. The events which transpired, although uncontrollable, happened under our watch and we take full responsibility for that. And then, you know, their secondary statement was to apologise specifically to Andy King and Tom Glover. Like, the the people who were actually photographed invading the pitch were wearing, like, hoarder shirts, which is a part of the old Northern Terrace Collective from back in the day, Uh, M3 shirts, Nomadi gear, like, a lot of well-known kind of... Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty obvious. Yeah, extremists. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's enough. Will never be enough, man. I sound pessimistic when I say this, but that that Saturday night was a real competition killer, and then immediately followed up the next day with, you know, just the family's drum kit getting taken off them by the by the police. Like, it was like a family, and like in in Macarthur, mm. and they took, oh, took a, you know, yeah. their drum off them. Didn't they take some banners, the like some tifos or something it, as well? It's, it's a competition killer, man. Like I, I don't think I could ever forgive. OSM and Melbourne Victory and organised. I can. I. I'm, I'm intelligent enough, like in my emotionally, to separate Melbourne Victory to organisation. Yeah. Melbourne Victory fans have got nothing to do with it. Even active fans who have nothing, who had nothing, who were just chilling at the back, nothing to do with it. But I don't think I can forgive the organisation f- for some time. I, I, I was incredibly hurt by what I saw on Saturday night, and it really felt like the heart and soul of my passion for the game. Just got uh, and and combined with the APL decision. Yeah, we have to remember why this happened, though. 
Mm. I don't I don't care why it happened. Um, it's it's inexcusable, and I could just feel coupled with what I, what I was already feeling about the game. I was crashing blow felt like heart and soul of my passion for the game just got ripped out and disintegrated in front of me I, I just I don't see how the competition can go back from this and because well now, now the decision's not going to get reversed which is what we're trying to peacefully uh, uh, revert and two um, duh, no one's going to it's going to be very tough to get mainstream attention back on football and free with just fucking you know, got rid of all the World Cup momentum, like we've thrown a fridge off the fifteenth story balcony. You know, it's come crashing down. So, are you going to stop going to games from now on? Um, I'm genuinely, cons- uh, I'm a bit hesitant on this, but I'm genuinely considering not renewing my membership. And also, I guess it's also part in protest to the APL decision as well, because I don't, I think it's unfair on my for me to like just because Melbourne City was playing, they're not responsible for the actions of the victory. Fans, mm-hmm. so it's a, it'd be a bit, it'd be a bit collateral damage of me to cancel a membership that will affect my. That's gonna a negative action against Melbourne City. I'm sure they're fine with all their shakes though. Well, what about you and you and Andy Damo? What about you guys? Would you consider not going to games moving forward? Like, yeah, I won't go to any A League games. Definitely. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll still support football locally because the game is not dead in Australia. Yeah. This does not kill football there are still millions of kids who play soccer on a week to, on a weekend million people who play casually yeah got got to support the grassroots there's still that many local grassroots clubs doing yeah. the best they can for the sport and this does not define the sport this but you won't go to early games the league yeah do you reckon that'll be like a season-long thing, or until until this all gets resolved? Um, yeah, possibly until it gets resolved. Mm. Uh, if, if it doesn't, then yeah, that that's it for me. Like, I don't want to go to a game. Like, I don't have a an A League club. I don't follow the club. I follow the yeah, league, yeah, and yeah. I want to see the game grow. For sure, I would mm. consider that going locally. Sense. Like, oh, I'm not against sport, but you'd hope so. I'm on this podcast, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> it's just like, but what I'm saying is like, when I say like, it's not it's a competition killer. I mean like, the competition is you know it's it's independent of the sport. Like you could get, you know, you know a billionaire came and he could make his own A League. We'll create our own right. Gina yeah, Reinhardt. Let's go. Workers. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, it's what I'm saying is like I'd consider, oh, and maybe regardless of this decision, I'd maybe show a bit more vested interest in our NPL, You know, um, that's it. That's I don't right. necessarily might not necessarily pick a team, but you know, it'd be good to get out. You know, get get some. Oh, I'm not a Greek, so I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation here. But get some, get some gyros. Gyros. Um, very nice. <laughs> gyros. Very nice. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it's just it's gonna it's gonna take a while for the integrity of the competition to be restored. I, I genuinely think the biggest sport probably in summertime now, um, competition. I mean, ignoring Test cricket because that's not really a home and away competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Test cricket's dying as well. With the basketball so. in summertime now. Shout out to the NBL. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll get into that. Yeah. It could be an NBL podcast. <laughs> Not like that. Uh, you mentioned, Andy, that you would want to keep going yeah. to games. Obviously, you are the Melbourne City mega fan. You are. You do have an A-League team. <laughs> Thanks, you man. are very committed to it. I am. So, and I just, yeah, like going to the games is, you know, one of my favourite things to do. Like I look forward to it every week. It's something mm-hmm. I love and I, I don't want to, you know, take that out of my out of my life just because of this decision as much as I hate it and don't agree with it I don't think me going or not going is going to make any difference to that and I also don't think it's as fair on the players you know if, if people decide to stop coming like um, the decision's nothing to do with the players and mm-hmm. it's the the harsh reality that this decision's probably going to stick either way um, and I just think that you know, as much as we all hate it, we, we're going to have to learn to live with it. And um, it sucks, but I'm going to keep going to the games. Well, if if Melbourne City make it to the grand final this year, are you travelling up to Sydney to watch it? 
Yeah, this that's is a thing. That's like, a tough one. Yeah. Australia, um, it's not easy to travel around Australia. It's not like in England no. where you can just drive down the road and you, you're in five different counties in an hour. You know, like these flights are expensive, man. <laughs> oh, especially these days, like they're through yeah. the roof. And uh, that's that's like probably you know the worst part of this whole thing is that you're pricing out so many football fans. You know, think of like families, you know, people on lower incomes, people that just can't afford to travel to Sydney to watch their team are going to have to miss witnessing their team, you know, potentially win um, the championship. You think about um, people who live in Perth? Yeah, ex- exactly. That's right. <laughs> so a lot of people have you know, said this is, you know, elitist because you're only sort yep. of allowing those people that can 100%. afford it, yeah, to be also, there. Why, why would you pick Sydney as a city? Like, mm. no one goes to sport in Sydney, let alone for yeah. Sydney teams, you know? like That's true. No one's, it's fucking bullshit. Like, no one's going to go. It's just like... Yeah, it's going to be like, shit. Put, it, put aside, like, the anger of the fans for a, for a second. There's only one reason why I've done this, is to get a bit of cash flow in. It's an it's yeah. injection of cash from the New South Wales it, government. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, but Sugar they're hit. not... There's not enough fans to do this. Like, yeah. there's not enough fans yeah. in Melbourne. We're not to the do APL. This. No, it's it's like Australia's the economics just don't add up. You know, like most of our clubs and, run at a loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I can understand where they might think, okay, this cash injection can help in the short term uh, get everything sort of back up afloat, you know, the Paramount Plus deal and the revenue coming back from that hasn't been as good as they'd hoped. Mm. So they see this as a as a as a short term boost to their to their daily activities, daily expenditures and all that. But the thing that kinda irks me to no end is that the Central Coast Mariners recently just sold a player to Newcastle United in the English Premier League for around about $600,000 AUD. Yeah. Uh, not mm. sure if that figure is uh, taking into account all the bonuses and stuff. Apparently, it could rise to like a million dollars. If any, if all the clubs put at least a little bit of effort into utilising the transfer market a little bit better, and if the yeah. APL decided that they wanted to actually become a serious footballing nation and a serious footballing league, they would introduce a transfer market that actually works for the lower teams so that everyone can work within their budgets and create players of value. Mm, yeah, that And gives in that... the current system... It does not work, and this is the kind of shit that we end up getting in because we have people at the top of the bloody game who have absolutely no fucking clue what to do. Yeah, potent stuff, potent stuff. Well, what? So, so he's talking like a guarantee, like that's not enough money for a player of his caliber, that type of thing, and we're not getting enough play, like enough money for our our stars. And well, there's different. that, and that there's a million dollars right there. Mm-hmm. Fuck this yeah. four hundred thousand dollars so yeah, shit off. Four hundred k, yeah, it seems just over three years near or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A question: Like, couldn't you? Couldn't we raise like how much money you reckon they would make if they had a, a second leg? You know, maybe four million is a bit steep, uh, but you know they could get some decent. Like, it's another grand final. It's another half of the grand final. You know, you basically. It's a fair point. You know, the grand final's gone from ninety minutes to or ninety minutes to 180 minutes, you know. Yeah, I mean, that would be and better. You, you know, you get, you get two full houses in, you know. That's right. I mean, it obviously depends on which teams are playing as well, but, yeah, see what you're saying. 180 minutes uh, worth of uh, ad- sponsored content and ad- advertising. Yeah. So would you say do, like, you know, one you know one home game per team out of those two legs? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. One home game yeah. per team or... Uh, I feel like best to phrase to American. Yeah, like, it's very American. Like, yeah. NBA style. But, you know. No, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, well, before we even get to like how the A League needs to improve, how the APL needs to improve the league itself, like what? How do we actually move on from what's just happened? Like, 
I think everyone's in agreement that the victory should be penalised in some way, but I'll ask you, Andy, what my, my second burning question is, how exactly do the F, do the um, APL punish victory for what's kind of transpired? Mm. Yeah, this is a really tough question, and, uh, and I feel sorry for the people that have to make these decisions because yeah. it's not like they've got much precedent to go off, you know? It's not something that happens uh, at all, so... It is a really tough one. It feels harsh to punish the club itself too uh, severely because obviously it's a small percentage of their supporter base. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, they do, I guess they are representing the club, the fans. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a severe punishment one way or another because if there's not, well, then you're not deterring it from happening again. So it's a really, uh, it's a tricky one. I was listening to a... There was an interview on the Today Show or something with some lawyer and he was saying that like Tom Glover, if he wanted to, would probably have um, the power to like press charges against Victory if he wanted to, like for the mm. assault. I'm not sure that he'll do that, but um, that was interesting to hear anyway. But I think you've got to, I mean, like bare minimum, obviously probably forfeit that game and probably some some points deductions off the ladder. Possibly like the next derby, maybe behind closed doors. Um, but then obviously you're punishing all the fans of both clubs, you know, um, when it was only yeah, those sure. select few. So yeah, it is tricky. I think like there's got to be some fines handed out as well. You know, uh, there was a, apparently there's $150,000 worth of damage done at Amy Park to the, that to night. The stadium. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so someone's got to pay for that. Um, yeah, there's there's quite a lot of things that could be handed out, um, and I think by tomorrow, like Wednesday morning, we yeah, it's uh, nine a.m. tomorrow more. morning. So the victory mm. have been handed a show clause, which basically is just like uh, show us why you don't deserve to be punished by tomorrow morning at nine. So you probably know by the time you're listening, actually. Exactly. Yeah, by the time this is out. Yep. At Matthew Hume, at my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. At um, at Verde. Shout out to Verde. Killing it. Shout out. Um, it's I I, I don't want to see them play games behind closed doors for the rest of the season. No. I think uh, victory fans are the fans that come to the games most consistently and most often. So if the whole point of this is to get more revenue, like you can't really. Yeah. Cut out that's that's that just making it thing. worse. No, let me know. Use it as a way to justify the grand final. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. There are so many factors at play. Also, the stadium, the security at the stadium. Uh, apparently, they're uh, committing um, a review into Amy Park and the security facilities. Like, why oh, so many flares have been let in? Mm. Why this has been a- allowed to happen at all? Like, we we knew that protests were going to be happening. Like, raise security for the weekend. You know what I mean? Mm. It's a tricky one with that because. You know, flares, I don't think they'd be picked up on, like, those those metal-detecting ones, you know. So if someone could strap them somewhere mm. on their body under their clothes, and uh, it's not yeah, like you get strip searched. Hey? Nah, yeah, I don't think so. They, want, they wave you with the wand, and they search your bag, but they don't actually touch you. Nah. Well, that's probably... That's, that's probably um, they're probably not licensed to. Um, yeah. So... I wouldn't be going as far as suggesting anything that's outside of the law because I don't. I think it's got to, the culture's got to change. You just can't rely on security if they can't. Yeah. You don't want people getting patted down um, all the time. No, of course not. Um, yeah, no. I've had bad experiences at Amy Park with security, and bad uh, bad ex- bad experiences like in the active area. One time in the active area where yeah. uh, our own fans were being quite aggressive to us. Um, and yeah, security and police weren't much help there. Mm-hmm. And then 20 minutes, this was also at a derby, and 20 minutes later, a fight, a fight broke, broke out in the Melbourne City Active Area uh, last Christmas, and they allegedly claimed that a Melbourne Victory fan snuck in and gave it to them, but it's still childish behaviour either way. Yeah, three of the fellows who've rushed the pitch have handed themselves into police already. A, a bunch more have been identified, and uh, charges are being handed out but yeah it, it is tough to see where we go on moving forward do you want to keep uh, touching on this boys or do you want to move on to more positive things PK League moment <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yes. go on Nicholas <laughs> hand it to us oh. give us a PK League moment PK 
peak A-League moment of the week. This is not less a peak A-League moment, but we couldn't record last weekend. I would just want to make a special shout-out to uh, our podcaster, very own... Uh, well, the peak A-League moment is Squidman. Yeah, <laughs> Squidman. A shout-out to our very own Andy, who made the trip up to Sydney. And his noggins in the in the photo of Squid Man. <laughs> Thanks, uh, mate. Famous. That was my proudest who, moment. Got a question. Who took that photo? Is it some stranger? Some, or was it some stranger. I didn't even crew? see it getting taken. So yeah, you look, you, I was you looking ahead uh, at the game. Pretty uninteresting. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, you were like, oh, fuck. I did look. I looked depressed in that photo because uh, the game was terrible. Oh, didn't have any problems with, with Jets uh, actually, so that was good. <laughs> oh my god, my my flight to Brisbane late early next year. I'm going to be using Rex for the first time ever. Oh, I'm nice, very excited. Mate. They're good. Would They're good. They're good. They're like it's like Jetstar prices, but a virgin, but a, a virgin plane because it's an ex-virgin plane. Oh fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, and so depending on the flight. Uh, there's a possibility of even getting Wi-Fi um, at a small fee. So. Ooh, hello, hello, hello. Don't mind that. Could watch what some Brooklyn like? Nine-Nine on the flight up to <laughs> Bris Vegas. It's not... Oh, I think... I think, like... Maybe can, business class. It's cheap It's, it's cheap as chips for a bit of... But I'm not too sure if it's capable of streaming. I mean, you can watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine regardless. You can just download... Oh, this is true, this is true. Um, but I'm a very <laughs> unprepared man, Nicholas. You know this about me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but... Can listen to the four-man wall on, on the on, flight. Yeah. yeah, but there's only select flights. I mean, if you could really stump up the cash, Qantas has Wi-Fi for free. I can't. Um, I don't have that kind of money, <laughs> mate. I work in hospitality. Don't be oh, ridiculous. Yeah. I, uh, I, I haven't fly, I've, I've flown Qantas once um, since I've turned 18. Uh, uh, and then I think the most recent time before turning 18, I flew with them. I think I was like 12. Like, the glory days, mate. Oh, no, 14. 14, 14 when 14, Billy Brazier was taking care of business. I like it. I like it. Squid Man for peak moment of the uh, of the week of the fortnight, I should say. We didn't record last week due to well my own burnout and and general um, drama. And also, we were kind of like when we saw the APL decision, we were a bit like, well, uh, fuck it, mm. for obvious yeah, reasons. Great, great journalism move. Yeah. Wait for something big to happen and do nothing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. We know what we're doing here at the four men. Imagine if the Berlin Wall's falling down and they're like, oh, look, look. it's like. Oh. We were on. I don't feel like recording. <laughs> <laughs> I was very burnt out, Nicholas. It's been a long year, all right? God damn. Half the time you don't even watch the games as preparation for this. I do all... Ridiculous. Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. <laughs> but regardless, I was trolling through Reddit uh, when I was actually doing the preparation for the podcast, unlike Nick. And um, <laughs> I've been trolling through Reddit every day. Trolling. 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 Also trolling. Trolling and trolling. <laughs> Uh, and I saw that like the top of the top of the A League Reddit at the moment is just a post that's been pinned, uh, looking for people's happiest memories from the A League, just as a way to offset all of this bullshit. And I thought that was a really nice way to do it, and a nice way to move on from the drama here today. So I'll I'll go uh, in my head left to right. I'll start with you, Nicholas. Happiest memory from the A League in your mind? Is this because I voted socialist once at election? I'm starting on I'm starting from left to right. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, no, generally in my um, in my head, I'm looking at you guys with Andy on my right, Damo directly across from me, and then Nick <laughs> on my left. That's how I function. Interesting. Yeah. It's because Andy's from the bush. <laughs> Nationals. Nationals. <laughs> me in the city. Damo. Well, you're probably on the right. Too, but, uh, I'm pretty centrist, but uh, Damo's definitely far right. Damo's too zen to pick a side. Yeah, yeah. this is true. <laughs> He's on the fence. <laughs> All right. So. I had a thought about this before uh, jumping on the body today. I mean, um, I've got like, are we keeping it just to our teams or should we go like one? No, just happiest in general. Happiest in general? Uh, I would say like the memory that's sunk in the hooks per se. I've been in and out of A League for a while since I was a kid, but finally decided to, you know, as a young adult, 18, 19 year old, Two year old, eighteen to nineteen, or oh, just seventeen even. Okay. Doesn't matter how old you were, mate. Let's just go into the actual thing itself. Sixteen and a half. I was a sixteen year old. Oh my god! You know, half a decade. I'll commit. And I went. I went to. I went to City versus Victory for Christmas derby, twenty fifteen. Okay. I was a tight tussle. 
Uh, it was 2-1 for most of the second half. Uh, Thomas Sorensen put in a shift and a half. That was tough there. But I'll also say, uh, even though they were past it, the two demolition derbies, 6-0 uh, yes, yes. uh, I was lucky enough to be at the 7-0. And I, I got there 30 minutes late and still saw six goals. Yeah. Good. Um, Why were you so late? Uh, we were at a party and we got stuck up in traffic. Oh, no. Uh, and then we then we uh, finished up with the game and went back to the party. Went to the afters at the night <laughs> at the nightclub. Proud of our footscray. You, you can uh, oh, go yes. there. I remember that night. If you live here, um, it's a great place. It's a great yeah, place. Uh, yeah. All right, right that's enough out of you, mate. Damo, oh. what's your <laughs> happiest uh, A League moment? Uh, I think for me, uh, had to be when I don't know. Uh, I think it's always good when you see a newcomer or a youngster come onto the field and do really well. Uh, so for me, my happiest moment, my possibly earliest moment, was when Mohamed Toure scored oh. for Adelaide United as a 15-year-old. Oh, nice. And that was just, oh. that was just Ooh, wholesome. good to see. And I think the, the pride... That he had, I think um, Al Hassan Toure was on the field as well. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, it was just a really good moment, and I think it when really talking... encapsulated what the whole league was about. Mm. When you were talking about, um, you know, new players taking uh, taking their strides for the first time, you know, and then also what you said encapsulating what the league is about. I thought you were gonna open with uh, Usain Bolt playing for Central Coast Mariners. <laughs> 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 uh, and obviously, I have to say as well. Always good to see someone from your local area doing well. And yeah. Garen Quoll, uh, obviously, doing exceptionally well uh, on the uh, national stage and international stage as well. Mm. So that's my happiest uh, memories of the A-League so far. I heard Alu Kual might have been might be on the move. I know who Alu Kual is. I, I tried to use him in for my footy manager say, but he was very very bad. So I sold him <laughs> back to Central. Coast. Come on, Alu. No good, no good. What about you, Andy? Uh, happiest A League moment? Yeah, I've got a few. I, I liked Damo's, by the way. That um, you know, Toure as a fifteen year old, just because it um, you know give it gives you so much hope when a fifteen year old scores in an A in the A League because you think, oh, what's next? You know. What's the future yeah, got to hold? Course. So, yeah, I like it. that one. But for me, um, probably have to say the um, twenty twenty slash twenty one grand final when Melbourne City uh, lifted the toilet seat for the the first time. <laughs> Just think it was it was amazing to be there and and witness that you know that um, history making moment, the first one, first and only one. Um, there was, and there was a few from that season, you know, like even the week before. I, I went up to Sydney last minute uh, decision to go up and see the the semi final after they had mm. just moved it there at last minute because of, of COVID. And um, I remember watching Tilio and, and Kolakovsky link up for, for two goals in a couple of minutes to, to win the game, you know, the two youngsters. And probably also that uh, what Nick mentioned that, that 7 0 uh, thrashing where Jamie McLaren scored five goals. So uh, <laughs> it's a few to choose from, but yeah. So like uh, they bring back very, very happy memories. I like it. Very nice indeed. We've got Melbourne City Grand Final. We've got a demolition derby. We've got a youngster scoring his first goal. I'll um I'll do a grand final as well, but I'll do, I'll do the 2011 grand final, the Brisbane um, oh, Central Coast, I want to say. My first goal? No. Yeah. Oh, mate. What a day. Bloody hell, nil all, shit game, goes into extra time. Central Coast go up 2-0 thanks to Oli Bazanic and Adam Kwasnik. Oh, yeah. And, my God, the, the the stadium was silent, boys. It was silent. This is at Suncorp, of course. 50,000 people. The, the true home of Australian football. Packed to the being rough. Honest. Mm. And 50,000-odd uh, Brisbane fans, a club record at the time. And then, all of a sudden, Enrique. Oh, Enrique. Scores a goal. It's 2-1. Three minutes to go, boys. Three minutes to go in extra time. What's going to happen? The 120th minute. Matty McKay whips in across. Eric Pardaloo. 
Eric Pardaloo, the original giraffe. Up he gets for a clean header, straight in, it's to wall. Brisbane go on to win the uh, the penalty shootout, and bam. Ange Postacoglu is taking a team from coming second last to winning the double. Insane scenes. Insane scenes. So I'll go with that one mm. as my That's highlight. very impressive. Yeah, I've seen footage of that grand final. It just looks like it would have been one of the best games to be at oh. as a fan. You know, just looked... Unreal, the scenes in the crowd. It was glorious. Mm. Back when the den was still relevant. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the den had more than a thousand people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit. And, fun fact, Gold Coast United made the preliminary final that year. What do oh, you know? Really? Yeah. Jeez, yeah. different times, eh? Different. Oh, yeah, I saw that. They got barely any fans to their final <laughs> yeah, matches. Because all the Gold Coast people are out there surfing. Yeah, that's right. shit about football. Go- Gold Coast right, is where uh, clubs go to die. The Phoenix made the prelims once. <laughs> they got like 30,000 to their home finals. It's yeah. pretty, man. Have they, have, um, are they one of the clubs to have never won a title, Wellington? Yeah, sadly. They were one day. Sleeping giant. Absolutely yeah, great. They seem like they've got a good fan base, you know? Oh, they do. The Knocks have got some fellas behind them. Mm. Good luck. Remember that, that game in the preseason that we went to, Andy, where City, oh, uh, oh, sorry, FFA Cup, lost yes, to the Knocks. The Knocks yes. were louder than the City fans, mate. <laughs> they had good reason to be as well. Sorry, the Australia Cup, my bad, you're right. The Australia Cup, oh, alas. Also, shout out to when David Villa played in the A-League for like seven games. That was awesome. Two games. Was it just two games? Two games. Yeah, it was meant to do a ten-game ten contract, and he made like two and a bit. Bailed. <laughs> Bailed That's a big A-League. Daniel Sturridge, anyone? Yeah. No. Best God, no. Honestly, Alessandro Del Piero, when he was around, though, that was, that was pretty cool. That was very, very yeah. cool. Because he actually, he actually gave it a fair shake for, for Sydney for, for a bit there. Well, he gave more than a fair shake. Yeah. He did a bloody ripper job. <laughs> he did a bloody ripper job, indeed. Alrighty. Well, with all that being said, shall we have a little skim over the actual games that yeah. did happen? Why not? Righto. So, I'm, bas- I'm just going to I'm gonna run through <laughs> them. And look, if you've got anything to talk about, talk about it. If not, that's totally fine. You can just sit there in happy silence. And that's okay. Um, so we had uh, Brisbane Raw got up to a 1-0 victory, looking like yep. this year's Western United um, over Newcastle Jets there. So nice to see. We had the Knucks themselves beat Adelaide 3-1, which I Very believe was in. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Which I, Real quick, are we all excited? Like, like Craig Goodwin's free quick is good goal of the week. That was glorious. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yep. Good win. Mm-hmm. Good, good win. win. Mm-hmm. Good win. Bad nice. loss. Bad loss. <laughs> Very nice from you, Nicholas. Good stuff. Uh, we had Central Coast beat Sydney 2-1. We had Western very, United very getting yeah. back to their uh, peak form, beating Western Sydney 1-0, and MacArthur beating Perth Glory 1-0. So, Damo, any talking points you want to uh, address from the weekend's games? Uh, Brisbane Rule? Oh! Bless! Maybe doing something good? Maybe doing something good. I like that. I like they, that. Uh, the, obviously, the departure of uh, Charlie Austin mm-hmm. this week. So, no more it's Charlie sad. in the league. So, mm. obviously, wanted to go out on a bang. And what did I tell you? I told you he wouldn't score any more than 10 goals this year. <laughs> He's <laughs> not done that. And he didn't even play 10 games. So, there you go. Came <laughs> out with the crystal ball. But, no, he actually would have played 10 games, to be fair to him. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm including the Australia no, Cup. No, 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 no. Yeah. If, if you're including the preseason games, sure, but yeah, Brisbane have only played seven games in the and season. And the FA Cup game, uh, Australia, Australia Cup, Cup game. Yeah, that's a fair shout. That's a fair shout. But um, uh, Brisbane, it must be said, equal best defense in the league. I think actually very, no, very solid. The best defense in the league. Tom Aldridge yeah. and uh, Kai Truen floats around Kai, there. Quite sure, and he's played more of a defensive Chapman. Role, midfield role. I don't know. If, Chappie. Um, I don't know. If Connor Chapman. Played. He maybe maybe he did play, but yeah, credit to them because very very sound defensively. I was Neville. Sorry, my bad. Not Chapman. Neville, it was um, yeah. yeah Scott Neville. Just <laughs> really good, really really solid. I watched the game. I thought. Uh, Carlo Armiento was really he's, good once again. He's a beast. Yeah, he's really uh, good. Probably can just. Probably uh, tidy up around his uh, his crossing and his finishing and a few other things, but he is 
turning it on this season, which is mm-hmm. really good to see. Uh, he's a very talented player, so it's good to see him finally getting some consistent game time. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, really gritty performance from the Raw uh, away from home. So, yeah. Sure. It was nice. And Milusnic, is it Milusnic? Milusnic scored. Milusnic, not bad. Almost scored an overhead kick and then just put in the rebound. I I do have my well my one last Bernie question of the night. I forget who I haven't asked yet. Um, but it, is it me? You asked me or Andy? Well, Nick, if I I already asked you, I asked you why you the APL decision. I, I asked you one. Yeah. No, 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 no. I asked I asked Nick why the APL decision was a bad one, and I think I did ask Andy how victory should be punished. Ah, oh, yeah? that's right. Yeah. Mm. Final burning question goes to Damo. Can the Raw make finals without Charlie Austin? Well, considering they scored their only goal on the, on the, I think um he Charlie Austin was off the pitch by then. This is true. So, having seen that, I could potentially see them making finals. I'm just looking at their goals against at the moment, and yeah. that is five. It's a low amount. They've only scored six though. They've only scored yeah. six goals, which is a league. Equal lowest. So, not doing too well but up front, but doing extremely well down back. So, I almost say that defence is... Best form of attack. ...win titles. Uh, so, I do not see why they could not potentially scrape into the top six. All right. They are seventh they, in the ladder. They scored their goal. They didn't, they, they didn't overly rely... They haven't overly relied on Charlie Austin. Let's just say... Not at all. He scored three goals, mm. which well, is half, half of their goals. Half, half their, their goals. Okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe they do. Maybe they did. Not heavily. Like, what I saw from them, they can definitely... They could even play better without him being there. So... Big calls, big calls. All right, what about you, Andy? Any uh, talking points from the weekend of A-League action? Uh, like the other boys, I did not see much of the action, to be honest, uh, with all the other events happening. The one that stuck out to me probably, though, was Craig Goodwin's goal. It was just bloody magnificent yeah. to watch, you know. He's a freak, freak of nature. Um, yeah, it was very impressive. Mm, but, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm keen for the A-League to go back and hopefully somewhat, uh, somewhat normal, although that might be a, a big ask. We'll wait and see. Yeah, fair shout. Fair shout. I, I, it's also worth noting that Bozidar Krayev over there at the Phoenix yeah, is doing some stuff. Yeah, it? four goals in four games, brother. The Bulgarian putting it on. It's nice. Yeah, he's settling in real well. He is indeed. Seemingly. Even Jan Sass scored a goal against United. Jan Sass scored a goal. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Jan Sass got on he's the score sheet. finally mate. recovered from his Round one sending off. Yeah, <laughs> madness. Three um, games Nicholas, you've already mentioned that you didn't watch any of the games this weekend. Is there anything you want to talk about anyway? Any any just like fun things? Um, fun thing. Growing calls started for the first time um, in a senior game. Yeah, they got an assist as well. Uh, it's this last game before going off to uh, new. I think you might have one more. Got... One more. So they're, they're holding him right until the 31st. I, I mean, this is an unprofessional. Un- un- unresourced opinion. Newcastle might have plans for them. They're pretty tight-lipped, but hey, I think it wouldn't be uh, too illogical of a decision if you got blown back out to uh, mm. Central Coast for the remainder of the season. That'd be know. nice. Does he, does he play on New Year's Eve? Or is that is that Not when sure. he uh, has to go? He has to go the 1st of January. Well, they they mm. play on the 27th. Yeah, play two more games. Oh, so they playing thirty first as well. They might respectfully request for him. Yeah, I think you might be right. You think? So they play on the twenty seventh. They might want him at the club by the first of January, yeah. so he won't be able to be in transit. Yeah. So mm, interesting. Well, he, well, no, well, he should still have two games because the uh, F four derby has been rescheduled to tomorrow. At seven o'clock. So Central Coast are F3. playing. The F3. Sorry, the F. Fuck. Is it F? Is it? What's the F three? Three. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> oh, F three derby it is. is oh my god. You said it. You you were saying it was Sydney versus Melbourne oh victory or just pitch invasion? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the to Northern New South Wales. <laughs> Thank you, Deshaun, for reminding me of that. 
Yes, the um the F seven derby's on tomorrow night at seven o'clock. So he'll play he'll play in that one, and he may well yeah. play against uh, Melbourne City on the following Tuesday. So <laughs> Qual got um, some opportunities still. General question: So yeah. what happens now with the fans? Do they show up or do they not show it's, up? Well, this is the thing. Like, where do we go from here? It's going to be a fascinating weekend of football to see what uh, what exactly happens. Mm. Yeah. They may try. Uh, try to do the walkout again. Who knows? Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to. See the well, the F21 derby would be a massive opportunity <laughs> to show yeah. some, um, because obviously it's normally a bit of a bit of a spectacle over there with the sauce bottles. Yeah, Indeed. The F33 derby. <laughs> mm. You know, a trophy put an F37 derby is a bit of um, a bit of asphalt and concrete straight from the F39 itself. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> too too many derbies. The F53. Could be the distance between Gosford and Newcastle. 53k. More of an F45 guy, you know. <laughs> High intensity training. You know what would be a really big like if one of the if some of the fans like if the OSM just rock up in um in in, in Gosford and they and they take down the sauce bottles. Can you imagine the scene? Cool. Don't, Don't touch gone. the sauce yeah. bottles. Yeah. Sacred. Exactly. 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 Alrighty, fellas. Well, I think um, with that all being said, I think we're we're into the wrapping it up phase of the show, if I'm not mistaken. Could be a bit of our Christmas Christmas cheer. Christmas wrap. Yeah. Well, what what are our plans for Christmas all the way around? What are, what are the fellas doing? Well, I'll be heading back to uh, Wangaratta. I'm in Melbourne. Yeah. Okay. Nice so day. Andy's in Wangaratta. Damo's in Melbourne. So I assume is this family stuff on both ends? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's actually 91 kilometres between uh, Newcastle and Gosford. There you go. <laughs> they should rename it the F91 Derby. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so we got some Canadian Christmas plans for Andy. Yeah. Uh, what, is your entire family coming down to Melbourne for Christmas, Damo? Is that what's happening? What? I'm befuddled. Uh, no, well, this will be the first time that we ever go to Melbourne for Christmas. Nice. Oh, that's a whole new world. Held in, uh, held in Tatura, so. Well, of course. The, uh, yeah, new, a new Big experience, smoke. yeah. Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Is this, is this, uh, is this, uh, in Rosa? A what? Where, where's, where's your family in Melbourne? Uh, I think they're in, uh, well, it's Malvern, Glen Iris. Ooh. Ah. Oh, oh Malvern. Bloody Sorry, Damo. Sorry, Damo's family. <laughs> the nice area. Jesus Christ, mate. Yeah, come on now. You. Yeah, yeah. Nice area. <laughs> if you're, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll save it for after. You're gonna offend a lot of people. Save it for after the pod. Disconnects from the Discord. Okay, well maybe you can. Mm. Let's just say Damo. Maybe you can no Futura, bleep, bleep that it's out. It's no Futura. So maybe just bleep that out. Yeah, just bleep that out. Yeah, don't don't be talking shit on Malvern. Come on now. Yeah. Bleep oh, what are you gonna do? Run me down to the next. <laughs> yeah. No, Nicholas, you no. talk a lot of shit for someone who's often a very scared man. Toyota, what is it? I think it's a Toyota. One of the new Toyota, Toyota Corollas. Bloody got hung over after drinking bucks. three beers last Friday. Come on, man. <laughs> relax. It wasn't the beers. It was more the fact I was up for hey, two hours. I, I had a big weekend for once. And I've come on the other side of it feeling pretty shit. Not going to lie. Uh... <laughs> And I don't know where I'm going with this. Baraka. <laughs> it's a Baraka. This is a Baraka rad. Thank God the World Cup is over. <laughs> that that shit has absolutely fucked my sleep padding. Even though it is absolutely fucked anyway. Uh, <laughs> thank God it's over. Thank Christ it's over. It was awesome, but thank Christ it's over. And we will be talking more about that tomorrow night. We uh, do our little World Cup wrap-up show. What about your plans oh, for uh, for Christmas there, Nicholas? Double time. Nicholas? Oh, you're asking me. Yeah, what are your plans for Christmas? Oh, so, so we're going from centre to left to right now. Okay. Um, I already yeah, said. I, I, um, well, I'm just going to keep it low-key with the, um, the immediate family. Really, oh, pardon me. I hope they didn't get on the on the on the stream, uh, the podcast. I mean, I just got to keep it low-key with the family, just the immediate family, mm. uh, and then just occasionally the ex- extended family thing. But I think we're going to restaurants rather than a fan, like a, a home thing, and then oh nice, you know, just enjoying the cricket. Uh, it's 
going to come in the, the days following Christmas and yeah, I'll be back to work. I'm, I'm working, I'm working till the end of this week, Friday, and I'm back to work on Thursday. So bloody hell, not much of yeah, a Christmas well, break for town planners, huh? Yeah, apparently not. Um, but I mean, other others are like, oh, you got to take Christmas leave. I'm more like, I'm more like, oh, I, I just come, I've just come out of retail, so I, like, <laughs> I don't like, I don't like, I'll be working. I'll be working between Christmas and New Year's, yes, but at least I won't have, you know, uh, Karens or, you know, uh, screaming kids, you know. <laughs> this is a very fair point. This is a very fair yeah, point. Down my back. Yeah. Right. It'll be, chill, be the chillest two days. You beauty. Having some nice and chill days. I myself will also be chilling out. I might be popping in to say hi there, Nicholas, if I'm still allowed. Oh, Who knows? You, you did, bud. You invited me. Uh, you make your bed. Any, any dietary requirements? My parents want to know. No, man, I, I eat anything. Except unless it's made by your dad. <laughs> Refuse. Savage. I, I want you on the Barbie, Nicholas. I want you on the Barbie. You're ready for the you're ready for the responsibility. I think, I think we're doing a bit of pork. Oh, uh, like, a, like, a, like a nice, like a nice, like uh, shoulder cut or something. Ah, very nice. Ooh, I like shoulder. Of, and then a bit of seafood. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta have the gotta have the seafood. That's a classic European Christmas nice. stalwart. I like that. I, I saw no, my grandmother says, the other day at Brunetti's for a breakfast. That was very nice. Yeah. A little Christmas breakfast. It's very pleasant. But yeah, no, I've recently, uh, uh, personal news, I guess, but I did graduate university. Oh, congrats. Uh, congrats, brother. Last week. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it probably doesn't mean as much to me as like my family and stuff, but uh, it is. Got, got a bit of a graduation present, the new football manager. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is that what you've been talking about? Footy manager was your grad present. Incredible. Yeah, um, I was, uh, and they're like, oh, we'll get you the new footy manager, Nick. You can finally upgrade from FM16 that you never played. So now I'm committing myself to the footy manager lifestyle, you know. Oh, yeah. Late nights, uh, trying to figure out who my, uh, um, you know, Trequatista. Trequatista. Having a few box to box midfielders. Gotta have a box to box. A few few uh, inverted wingers, you know, oh, yeah. the usual. But uh, now I'm the manager of AS Roma, just mm-hmm. familiar with the team, and uh, gonna be uh, playing for Partho. Controversial decision, but as soon as I notice he's capped for Italy, I'm terminating his <laughs> deal. <laughs> Kick him out. Because <laughs> he said strong from Andy. <laughs> Very strong. you got to have a Metzala in there as well. I'm a big proponent of the Metzala in your team. I Good man. And I think with that, we're wrapping things up. So unless anyone has any final words. No, that'll do. You Enough really... said. We'll see you tomorrow night. That's it, mate. That's it. Who, no one told me about this. Who told Who's not this? <laughs> well, you haven't been... You oh, said that you haven't been watching that. the rest of the World Cup since Australia got knocked out. And the whole premise of the episode is to talk about the World right. Cup after Australia got knocked out. So this what will you have to provide? Oh, I watched the Argentina and Croatia game. Well, uh, we won't actually be talking about that one. will preview. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this World Cup was one of the best World Cups I've ever watched. Let's well, save it for tomorrow's body, but... Um, best World Cup final <laughs> thanks, ever. Thanks for your uh, thoughts and ruminations on the World Cup, Mr. Garner. Mr. Garner himself. <laughs> Alright, and with that, we've been the four-man wall. Thank you all. That sounds with you, I'd believe that. <laughs> Gotta bring everything back to tomato. <laughs> Always. Oh, it's fantastic. Save this, save this for outtakes. This is a good banter. <laughs> <laughs>